This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. You've got questions. We've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I am a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I've spent the last 30 plus years helping people to create hot and healthy sexual and intimate relationships. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Today, the letter is I, and I is for impact and impact play. Joining me today is Hardy Haberman, longtime LGBT activist and member of the Leather of Community since the mid-1970s. Hardy is still an enthusiastic participant in the leather scene. He is author of several books on kink-related subjects, including The Family Jewels, A Guide to Male Genital Play and Torment, which is published by Greenery Press, and Soul of a Second Skin, The Journey of a Gay Christian Leatherman and Shouts in the Wilderness, Daily Meditations for Leather Folk. His awards include the Leather Leadership Award from the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force, Man of the Year and Lifetime Achievement Awards from NLA-I, the Leatherman's Heart Award from Southwest Leather Fest, and most recently, the Jack Stice Memorial Award at South Plains Leather Fest. He was also most recently awarded the Marcus Hernandez Lifetime Achievement Award at Pantheon on Leather. Hardy is a contributor to the online publication Leatherati, a columnist for the Dallas Voice, and is currently co-chairperson on the board of directors for the Woodhull Freedom Foundation in Washington, D.C., He lives in Dallas, where he and his boy celebrated 25 years together as partners in play and life. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here. So, um, let's, uh, I thought before maybe we started really talking impact play, we would talk a little bit about negotiation, because I know that you have a really nice way of presenting negotiation, and oftentimes, I think people think negotiation is a tremendously serious, dull, and boring event and you have a different view. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I like to think of negotiation as a combination negotiation and seduction. Mm-hmm. And when I say seduction, I don't mean uh, period seduction as in, you know, come here, little boy, little girl. I, I mean, I mean, seduction as in uh, it, sh- it should be a, a, a ex- exploration of mutual desires mm-hmm. and what it is that gets you excited, gets you hot. Uh, I think people sometimes rely on a, uh, they make negotiation a transaction and right. it becomes business-like. Uh, and I don't think it should be a transaction. I think it should be foreplay. Uh, it should be two people discussing their desires and trying to collaborate into something that's going to be mutually beneficial for both. Uh, it's not a capitulation, it's a collaboration, if that makes any sense. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and I noticed that for me, um, well, I'm in a 24-7 power exchange, so negotiation is always interesting for me because negotiation always involves my owner. And sometimes it involves me and sometimes I have nothing to do with it, you know, <laughs> which is quite fun. You know, no, no complaints, but sometimes, but when it does involve me, I've noticed that if somebody is treating it very much as a transaction and it's very dry, I tend to pull out. Like, I don't want to go ahead because... I have no sense of connection with the other person and I have no sense of excitement and desire because everything is so, so sort of formulaic and, and yeah, dry. Yeah. I think, I think the, the thing that a lot of people miss in negotiation is they, they're trying to win a point and, and that may be good for business, but it's really rotten for sex (laughs) and it's really rotten for SM or BDSM or whatever you're doing. And I think the, 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 at the end of the negotiation, both people should be excited about what they're about to do. And at the end of the scene, both people should end up ideally going, let's do that again and soon. <laughs> yes. Know? Agreed. Completely agreed. And I just think that's an important point for people to consider when we start talking about impact. Because impact is from everything from standard garden variety spanking through to some pretty intense edged playing stuff. And I think people don't often kind of get lost in what what does impact cover. 
Yeah, I, they, when people say impact play, they I don't know I don't know what they have in mind, but for me, it covers a whole range of things. Um, I everything from uh, just uh, rough body play with your hands, which can be spanking, you know, and, and erotic spanking can be soft or hard or gentle or intense or both. Uh, it can be uh, flogging, which is one of my favorite things to do. And people say, oh, flogging, that's got to be awful. If wonderful. it's done right, it's really wonderful. <laughs> no, it's and, one of my favorite things. Yeah, and I've been on the receiving and the giving end of it, so I know. Uh, you know, when I when I uh, do a flogging, I try to I try to do one that I would like to receive, mm-hmm. and, and it can be as intense or as mild as you want. Uh, it can be paddles or canes or or anything anything that makes an impact with the skin. Uh, I kind of leave single tails out of that because oh. that's sort of its own thing. Yeah, I guess it is. Single tails are like, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's it's a whole different thing. And I'm really rotten with them, so I never put anybody at the end of a whip with me. <laughs> you know, unless <laughs> you threaten them. But <laughs> that wouldn't I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to do a scene with them that didn't involve anything other than just you know cracking my whip a couple of times and going, you know, take that. I, I wouldn't touch them <laughs> because I'm really rotten with it. Uh, now with with floggers and my hands. Uh, I, I have a great time. So, you know, it's funny because I think about that and I think whips are a thing of their own. You know, they are definitely, it's a, but it's, um, but then I, and I, and I like them sometimes. I have a love hate relationship with, with single tails. <laughs> you know? I, I also love hate relationship with, um, with um, crops as well. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but I adore floggers, and I, I, I'm a heavy bottom, so, you know, floggers can be warm-up for me, or floggers can be the whole event. If sure, somebody's sure. really good, they can take you through from that, the beginning kind of very sensual part of things, all the way through to um, me screaming at the top of my lungs. Yeah, well, I think that's one thing some people don't understand either about impact play is there has to... You have to play at the level the person you're you're playing with enjoys, and you have to read their body language, and you also have to communicate with them. Um, I like to talk to the person I'm playing with throughout the scene. Um, I don't usually go with the traditional safe word, you know, red, green, yellow, whatever. I like to say, as long as we're having fun, you call me sir, and if we need to talk, you call me Hardy, and then we can continue the communication throughout the whole scene. And uh, and when I when I talk to people, I don't say, "Are you doing okay?" No, I like to talk dirty. You know, I get I get up in their ear, and I say, "Is that is that making you hot? Can, how how explicit can I be here?" Everything we swear <laughs> we we use yeah. every word. I would grab their hair, pull it back, and whisper in there, "Is that fucking making you wet, or is that fucking making you hard?" Just under your breath enough they can hear it, and if I get Yes, sir. I know we're on the same page. And if I get hardy, I know what's the problem. You know, what do we need to talk about? And we can talk, but we don't have to change the space to get out of the scene completely. I mean, you get your head into this thing. So it's nice to not be, uh, you just have to drop it. And so far, I haven't had any trouble with that. It's always worked really well for me and for the people I play with. And and that's really interesting because a lot of people think that, that, when something might be going wrong, that what you do is you break. And a lot of beginners will, will break a scene immediately. <clears throat> and, and in my experience, it's unnecessary. I, I, I don't tend to pick up play. I play with people I, I develop a relationship with. It might be a friendship over time, and then eventually we play. But I, don't, I, I tend to have spent some time with people who can read okay. me fairly well. So I don't tend to use safe words. That's unusual for me. Um, I would be asked questions in a similar vein, you know, if I had, if there were, if the person I was playing with were concerned. Right. I prefer to have somebody find a way of building it into the scene so I can say back off a bit if need be. So we don't end up having to break everything. And then, because once you've, once you've broken the scene, it's quite hard to go back. Well, it's traumatic. I yeah. mean, you're, you're at a, you're in your head's in a place and everything's kind of working and one little thing may be a problem or you may be just a little too far and you need to talk and to just break it and drop it. It's like, it's like you're, there's no net. And all of a sudden you're like, you get an incredible drop emotionally and physically. Yes. Um, 
the 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 expression top drop and bottom drop people hear about that all mm. the time is real yes. uh, it, it usually is after a scene not during the middle of a scene so yeah once you once you if you if you read out in the middle of a scene and not that not that and i don't want people to go with and say oh he doesn't use safe words i do use safe words i just use them in a different way yes and i think i try to use them in a way that makes them more reassuring for the person i'm playing with and it makes it better for me because then it's just not, oops, we got to quit. Now we got to figure out what the problem is because I keep talking with them all the way through it. Yeah. And so it's really a safe conversation rather than it's, it's just a continuation of that. It's almost a continuation of negotiation going through the scene. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's continuing negotiation because I think there's a, there's a level of, you know, we talk a lot about consent and, and I get, I, I'm, I'm sometimes a little put off by, what's passing for consent nowadays, which is what I could call micro consent. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's so detailed that there's no creativity left and the scene is not going to go anywhere. That, that yes. You now have a script. Yeah, it's a script. And, and I understand that and if that's the way you play, that's okay. But I like to have uh, continuing to, to talk with them. Cause then if, then if they decide, you know, if I'm playing with somebody and, and it's a really hot scene and they want to go further with it and it's not going far enough. They can, they can let me know both of their body language and physically, you know, with their voice where we want to go. And to me, that's okay. And if I propose something in the middle of a scene that we didn't talk about originally, they can always say, they can always say that didn't work for me. So and, we're about, sorry, we're about two minutes from break. Um, but I want to talk about this after after we get back from break because i think it's really important um because it's these are the kind of basic skills you need if you're going to have fun with impact play you know if you can't negotiate and you can't work with consent then you're not going to have a good time so we'll be back in a couple of minutes after some words from our sponsors Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready to live to 100? Join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit. With great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks, you just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. This week, it's I is for impact play. And we have the amazing Hardy Haberman with us. And we are on segment two. So before the break, we were just about talking about consent. And you were saying that one of the ways that people are gaining consent these days is very kind of micro consent where everything is is 
kind of nailed down before the scene and it doesn't leave any room for maneuver. Yeah, I, I don't want to minimize consent at all uh, because I, I try not to, to violate someone's consent. But I think there's there needs to be some, uh, you know, if we're going to do a scene together, then let's talk in advance as to, you know, where this may or may not go uh, and and have some basic parameters set out. And then at that point, it's 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 open for you know for experimentation and and to, and to play. Um, I I you know it's 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 a tough thing to talk about, and I, I don't want to I don't want to minimize it, but I I really think sometimes we go um, we might err a little too far on the side of uh, of caution and take some of the heat out of it. Um, there's 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 a certain fun to creating things as you go, and have yeah. mutually mutual creation with the person you're playing with. And that's, that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, now, if you're just going off and doing your own thing and you're a libertine, that's a whole different, different ball of wax. Now there are people that play that way. And if you know, that's the way they play and, and you're, you're ready for that. That's one thing. But if you're not ready for that, that could be a whole different thing. So I think, you know, I don't hear that as minimizing consent. I think one of the things we forget to talk about with consent a lot is responsibility, which is part of what goes with consent. So I'm a grown person, and if I choose to play with somebody, there are people that I know who won't get consent for what they're going to do. You know, they, they find out my hard limits, they know what my hard limits are, and everything else is in play. And that's okay. how it is. And if I choose to play with them, I'm well aware of that. So I give my consent to let them run the show wherever they feel like taking it with accepting two or three little things. or accepting what master says, which is don't break my toy, you know, right. and, and, you know, okay. And there are a couple of things he doesn't, and he's not thrilled with other people doing and that's it, right? That's it. Here's the rules. Go at it. There's no kind of, I don't, I don't do micro consent and I actually find it difficult. I, I had a guy I dated um, recently and the first time that he touched me, he said, do you mind if I touch you? And I said, no, and then he said, do you mind if I kiss you? And I said, no. And I said, but I will mind if you ask me one more fucking time. If you want to <laughs> kiss me, kiss me. I can't stand being asked, right? I definitely, you can tell my body language tells you I want to kiss. Just kiss me. Do not ask permission. You know, and okay. he was like, but consent. And I said, you have my consent. Here's what were the extent of my consent. And I laid it out for him. Anything within there, please. You're, because I am really 100% submissive when it comes to sexual sex and relationships. So for me, you know, if somebody asks 100 questions and they come across really submissive, it doesn't work. The yeah. energy is all wrong. I, yeah, I, I have to remember that because there's a whole generation now who, who looks at consent in a whole different way. So yes. uh, I, I, I am more and more aware of that. Um, I used to use uh, demo ease from a, when I do a presentation. I would pull them from the audience. I don't do that anymore because people get they they don't they don't get it. So I want I want to make sure I got people in advance now. They don't ever do anything ad lib, which takes some of the fun out of it for for everybody involved. But at the same time, it keeps keeps things from getting you know getting weird. Uh, I I one thing I I don't want to minimize is the whole uh, idea of uh, uh, you know the. I think the Me Too movement is a great thing, but I think we could trivialize it real easily, and I don't want to do that. So that's mm -hmm. why it's important. It's important to me. So, yeah, and it, I mean, it is. This is an important discussion for people to have, but I like them to think of it in a layered way, you know. And, and you know, if you're somebody who really wants con to to have consent for everything that someone does, that's fine. That's that's your way of doing things. I don't have a problem with that. But then when you're playing with somebody, you need to make sure that you're both on the same page. Right, right. And that's, and that's where the negotiation comes in. Yeah. So, you know, in, um, in, in, a, in a really good scene, that's that all up front, that's kind of decided. And as the scene goes on, it, it, there's continual communication. I, I, the, I think communication is the key in anything. Yeah. Why are floggers your favorite? <laughs> um. I, I became fascinated with them when I first got in the scene because I'd never seen anybody really use one. And this is way back. And uh, I, I, they, they, they're organic. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got a pair of floggers that I've had for 
30 years, I guess, uh, <laughs> made by uh, uh, Jeanette Hartwood for me. And they're, they're tailored to my height and the way I play. And uh, the, it's, I don't, I, I've got, I, probably, I must have 30 floggers, but I still only use two, <laughs> maybe three. Uh, one of them is a, is a beautiful doe skin flogger that's soft like butter. And the other one is a bullhide uh, that's, that's got a lot of oomph to it. They've got about 30 tresses to them. So they're pretty meaty and they've got these wonderful handles with a Turk's head knot on the end. And they just feel like part of my hands. So if that part of it is fun and, and, and the, the way they, they act as an extension of me mm-hmm. is, is important. And, and, and that's what makes it work for me. Um, I, I used to flog like shotgun style, you know, you know, yep. snapping it that way. And uh, I was very lucky one year at Inferno, which is a men's event that Chicago Hellfire Club puts on. Um, and this is many years ago. Uh, a guy named Brian Dawson was, uh, he, he was doing like an impromptu flogging class. And I thought, wow, this is a great chance. Cause he's, I'd seen him play and he's really a good player. And I watched a little bit of the class and he had me, you know, learn how to, his technique was totally different than anything I'd ever tried. And, uh, and, and I, it was so difficult for me. I thought I just need to give up. I can never do this, but I learned it. And that's the way I play. Now I flog from the side. Uh-huh. So the entire, the tresses of the flogger go completely across the back or the butt or wherever you are. And it gives me more control. And it's also uh, it on the receiving end. It's a much better feeling. I'm not big on stingy. I like thuddy. Uh-huh. It's it's a great way to get that impact across the whole back, the, you know any meaty part where you can flog. You know there's certain areas you do and don't flog, and uh, it, it's just fun. It's also physical. Uh, I get it. I'll wear myself out doing it, but it's very physical, and I like the physicality of it mm-hmm. because that you know you put something into it. You know, yeah. <laughs> it so- may not be very pretty to watch. Uh, it's not, you know, Florentine flogging. It doesn't look like, you know. I don't Martin. care about watching it because usually yeah. I don't, I'm not watching. I'm on the other end of it. I'm like, I just, what does it feel like? What does it feel like? Yes, exactly. What does it feel like? That's that's the key. So yeah. what's interesting to me is that you, so because I'm thinking about what, what usually happens and it's it's up down. So it's the tresses are coming down the back or down the butt. And um, yeah. he has a penchant for hitting me on the upper back. Um, between the shoulder blades, like really yeah. hard. Um, but across, now mm-hmm. that's, I, I don't think I've ever come, I've, I've not come into contact with somebody who goes across. That sounds really interesting. It, it works so well. And and I and I also, I learned something from another guy, uh, Toppy, a guy named Dean Waldrat, who's unfortunately no longer with us, but he used to take his floggers and to warm up instead of, you know, flogging, he would hold the tresses and snap them against the back like you'd snap a belt to make it pop. And let them get the feel oh. of it. So it's a soft kind of thud, but you you feel that that snap. Yeah, great way to warm them up, and and you know to, and it, it 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 keeps you in contact. Like I still like to stay in contact with the person I'm playing with throughout the scene. Yes, just like a good massage therapist never takes his hand or her hand off of you while they're doing it. Yeah, uh, you don't you don't feel uh, abandoned. Right. And so, and also by working from the side, I can hold your, I can put my hand on you while I'm plugging. And if yeah. I'm plugging from the other side, I can go over my head and bring it down this way. And it gives a lot more impact, but I can still stay in contact with you. And it, 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 to me, it's more intimate that way. Well, it sounds it. That sounds really cool. So now, 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 I, have to, now I have to experience this. Okay. Just, <laughs> you know, it's like, just, next time we're together, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way to do a scene. That sounds great. <laughs> Um, I'm going to hear about this when he sees this. He's going to go, "Oh, really?" But he's not going to have a problem with it. We'll have to. We'll have to talk to. We'll have to talk to the third party about this, right? Yeah, the third party has to be talked to first. And now, look, see, I blush. This is terrible. Um, no, it's 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 my trademark color, <laughs> right up there. Um, but. I think the camera's got me all blown out. I look all all shiny, so you know. I don't no, but know. that's why that's why they call me red. It's not the color of my hair. This is why. 
because <laughs> that it got that got started many years ago. But that's interesting to me because that's an entirely different way. And a Florentine floggers, I've experienced Florentine floggers from from the other from as being the floggy, and um, by somebody who was really good. And it was it was it was nice. But I didn't see what was so special about it. I thought the specialness was probably in the watching rather than in the the experiencing. It looks really nice. I've had it done to me because I wanted to feel it. And it was like. Yeah, no, I didn't really get any because he couldn't get much power in when he was doing it Florentine. And so. Worried about the the rhythm, you know. Yeah. 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 Now, my master is a percussionist. So, so he worries about with him, but it, but it's not necessarily, he doesn't try to Florentine. He's got, yeah, to be fair, while he does use a flogger, he tends, his favorites are drumsticks, his hands, Ooh, and drum implement, <laughs> yeah, mallets, drum mallets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love doing uh, rhythmic, rhythmic beating. Uh, we did, I, I did a workshop a couple of times uh, where we, we do rhythmic beating and we do a human drum circle. Yeah, so we teach that. Conga line, and we're beating on each other's backs in time to the rhythm. Yeah, it's really neat. <laughs> yeah. So we are thirty seconds from break. When we come back, we will continue this line of talk, um, and because rhythm is really important in impact play, so we're going to talk about rhythm in all its forms, and we'll be back after a couple of words from our sponsors. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle. The Voice America interactive radio player powered by Aircast gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for your iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play. Women's Health now has a new voice. Tune in for She Talks Health with host Sophie Shepard. Each week, she'll discuss the issues that affect women today. From infertility to mental health to illnesses like Hashimoto's and endometriosis, Sophie and her guests have these topics covered. You'll also learn how to biohack nutrition and lifestyle tips for a woman's body. It's time to hear the answers you need to hear. She Talks Health is broadcast live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are, at home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey everyone, welcome back to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And this week it's I is for Impact Play. And I am with the amazing Hardy Haberman. And this is segment three. And we are, we're talking about um, polyrhythmic drumming and human drum circles and percussion and rhythm with impact play is so very important, isn't it? Absolutely. I, that's a, uh, the nice thing about drumming in, or drumming about beating somebody with, with, with a rhythm rhythm is it lets them get into it somewhat. Mm-hmm. If you're working to a piece of music that you both know, and as the music accelerates, they know what's coming to an extent. And so it kind of, it kind of becomes a, a journey together. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you put a piece of music on that they don't know, it's also fun because then that's, they really don't know what to expect, but they kind of get caught up in it. Yeah. And I don't think you should, should, uh, you know, 
get so caught up in the rhythm that you lose fact of the sight of the fact you're playing with a human being. Yes. <laughs> and the idea behind this is not to beat out rhythm. The idea is to have a, a great experience with them and have a good time. So, but, but I think sometimes rhythm and music really, really make all the difference. I think, I think in, in terms of being able to accept quite a, quite a, a longer beating or a deeper beating, rhythm's really important. And I know that when somebody doesn't have, when there is no rhythm to a beating, that it's very difficult for me to manage. And so sometimes someone will do that on purpose to fuck with you, right? It's like, yeah, it's difficult for you to manage. So what? That's how it's going to be. But sometimes, you know, but sometimes people are just inexperienced. And if, if, if there's no rhythm that comes back and forth between us at all, if nothing gets built up, it's very difficult, I think, from a masochist perspective to withstand a lot. Yeah. And I think we, we're, our bodies, you know, are geared towards that. I mean, there's a reason that, that, uh, human beings like drums and like, you know, like rhythm and like music. It, it, it is part of our, our, our souls. And I think that's, that gets deep into uh, the, the, the place where somebody can really, really kind of fly with the, with the experience. Mm. Uh, I know I've done some scenes where we've had really great music. I used to be a part owner of a dungeon here in Dallas called Inquisition. And we had uh, for about six years, we were running, we had a, we had a DJ booth and some nights we would have a live DJ who would play music to the, to the dungeon. And the great thing was we had a DJ who was also into the scene. And so he kept the music at a tempo and it worked with all the scenes and it kind of, it gave energy to the whole evening, just like a DJ would give energy to a club and bring it up to a good pitch where it's uh-huh. really good. Same thing happens in, in the dungeon. Good music, bad music can, can either make or break a scene. Absolutely. I mean, we um, we go to a lot of POC events and, and have since we got together. Um, and um, it, the music at things like Weekend Reunion, the music at Weekend Reunion was always fabulous, right? Um, some of the music at Blackbeat was amazing. We were, <laughs> there was once a 45-minute Prince set, which I oh, will wow. never forget as long as I live because he started drumming and he did not stop until the Prince music went off. So 45 minutes later was when the scene ended because that was when Prince stopped. Um, you know, oh, so we oh, get wow. caught up in stuff like that. But, um, but he also uses, he likes to use sticks and mallets and, and his hands, we joke that when people ask for a spanking from him, I'll say, you don't want that. You want something else with an implement because he's a percussionist. So he's got really hard hands and he also pushes energy. So a spanking from him is, is harder to manage for me than flogging. Then, I mean, almost any implement he could pick up his hands are the only things that, that, you know, I've run from well that and the electrified flogger, you know, the ones that, I wasn't thrilled with that either, but you know, so it's, it's this whole, the whole rhythm. I mean, even down to um, beating the soles of my feet, which was not my favorite thing. Bastinado. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That seems to be very popular. Um, with drumsticks. I'm not quite sure why, but you know, Hey, <laughs> you know, I don't know either, but there's that. And I compare that to things like paddles, right? Where I, I you know what? No. I don't like paddles very much. It's hard to get a rhythm up with paddles. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be part of it. I, I did see a scene one time where uh, two women were playing and one woman had a couple of ping pong paddles. Oh. And she was doing a wonderful rhythmic scene on the, the buttocks of the woman she was playing with. And they both seemed to be getting into it. And I know it was fun for me to watch. It was, everybody had a good time watching it. it when it was over, it was like, Ooh, golf clap! You know, <laughs> but everybody was quite 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 amused with it. So it was fun. Well, so yeah, I hadn't really thought pink. When I think paddle, I unfortunately always think one of those big. You think like fraternity paddle thing? Yes, I do, and they're not very pleasant. Um, <clears throat> well, and of course, I'm in England, so canes are incredibly popular here. Um, and canes—that's a different kind of impact. English style caning is a whole different thing than than, than American caning. That that downward, that, ups, that upswing. 
five of your best, as it were. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, I, I'm not a big cane fan. Um, I, I, I've had canes used on me because I wanted to feel what it was like. Really different feeling. That kind of snap and then this kind of blooming is the only way I can think of it is the pain just like, whoa, it just kind of gets you. Yep. It, so it's thud bloom. Yes, yes. Thud bloom. And the bloom is the bit and that burns and stings like mad. And it, yes. it's instant welt if somebody's doing it properly. I know that sounds terrible, but that's how it is. <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 it's a whole different kind of impact play. And, it, and, the, and the effect is different. I, I think people don't understand the difference in, you know, all, all, pain if you want to call it pain is just intense sensation mm -hmm. and the way we interpret it is in our heads i mean the difference between good ouch bad ouch is is in our head and so i i, I think if you if you if that's what works for you uh then it's it's a whole different animal than if it's something that doesn't so uh i i like to try and stick with stuff that i that i'm i know uh from a, a i know what it feels like from my standpoint mm -hmm. Uh, or stuff that at least I have somebody who tells me I've gotten enough feedback from that I understand what that implement particularly does. Uh, if that's does that make any sense? I'm kind of wondering. It, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. I mean, I think if you if 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 as a top you don't have any understanding of what kind of pain it produces, it can be hard to judge where you are with someone, particularly someone who ends up in subspace and is not communicating fully. They may be communicating, but they're not giving you enough feedback to know it, where you are if you're not familiar with actually how does this implement work. Sure. Yeah. And, and you know, it, the, the other thing is, is I think a lot of people think you've got to have a lot of toys, which I like to have a lot of toys, but that's just, you know, personal greed. But I've, you could, pans are yeah. great. Fists are great uh, if used the right way. And as long as you know who you're playing with and, and you, you kind of get feedback, uh, you can, the nice thing about impact scene is you don't have to have any toys. That's right. I've had scenes with, uh, I had a scene one time with a friend of mine. We were on a patio at, at the bar and uh, it was impromptu. It just started, you know, he said something and I kind of playfully punched him in the chest and he pushed his chest out and went, oh yeah? And it was like, oh, okay. And I whacked him in the other chest. He said, you can't do that again. And I, we got into this whole punching scene and it was a great scene. It was fun. It freaked people out around us. They had no idea what was going on, but you know, you got to do and uh, but it was an impromptu scene. We both had a terrific time, and 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 it, it it didn't take anything other than just two people wanting to interact that way. And I remind people because that's great. I remind people that yeah, you can use your hands, you can use your feet, you know, you can use body parts. You don't really need any toys. But if you're looking for toys and you're looking for kind of DIY things like belts, belts are pretty intense, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, so you can do scenes with belts. You can do scenes with kitchen wooden spoons from the kitchen, spatulas. I mean, oh, there's okay. all sorts of stuff in your house that you can use for an impact scene. Pervertibles. Yes. <laughs> I call them that too. Pervertibles. And it's wonderful. A, a, a good, uh, a good spatula or a wooden spoon can really, you can get a lot of mileage out of one of those. <laughs> well, and, you know, I have friends who will say, you know, they, they, they now use the things their mothers came after them with, right? A, a shoe. Right? Airbrushes, a shoe. Yeah. Airbrushes, mirrors, the back of the mirror, the back of a dressing room mirror. I, I've, even used, I've even used a Bible before. It really has a thump <laughs> to it. You know, it was, soft it, was a, it was a scene and it was a, it was a part of the scene. But beating somebody with a Bible... It was really a great scene. And afterwards they said, that's a really cool thud, you know, it's like. It would be a serious thud. It probably also has some emotional impact too. So. Well, we were playing deep in taboos for them, but that was. Uh, yeah. That yeah. Was part, of, part of the, part of the idea. So. That was part of the fun. And I think and, that's, that's part of it, you know, realizing that that's something that you can do. Yeah. And it, it just a subtle subtlety of it. I used a, a thing. It's called the Schofield reference Bible which is a King James version that's been annotated so deeply, it's like this thick. And it's used by a lot of fundamentalist churches to beat up LGBT people emotionally. So I thought it was only fitting that we use it as perverted as a sex toy and use it to beat somebody up that way. <laughs> I love it. That's wonderful. <laughs> that, was, that was the subtext. <laughs>
It's a serious subtext. I know. Oh, and switches. Yes. Don't yeah. get me started. Go cut a switch from the tree. You know, like I don't. I don't have that upbringing, but I have played with too many tops who do. Well, I had a grandmother who. Uh, my cousin and I used to stay at her house sometimes, and once in a while we'd do something because we'd get into trouble, and she'd say she'd tell me go cut a switch, and that's what I'll use on your cousin. And then he got to go cut a switch and he'd use on me. And it was like, we're both looking at each other. Mind a little one, just a little. That's a, and then we realized that the little ones were worse than the big ones. <laughs> thinner. Yeah. Like a thinner cane. Thinner. Yes, they yeah. hurt more. Yeah, they hurt like hell. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So believe it or not, we are coming up to a break. Um, and it's the last break of this show. And when we get back, we'll um, continue on this Um Let's talk some more about pervertibles and talk about, you know, making your own toys and the things you need to think about. Um, and also talk some about some of the more unusual things like Shambox and Dragon's Tales and, um, and the little stingy things. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know what they're called, but there are lots of little stingy things. Yep. We've been talking about big study things. Those are my preference. That's one of the reasons we're talking about them, but there's also little stingy things. So we should be back in a couple of minutes. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you or somebody you love is dealing with an addiction to alcohol or drugs, you may be looking for all kinds of answers. Let Recovery Radio with host Zach Crouch be your guide. Zach Crouch will speak with experts and share personal stories of addiction recovery. You'll also learn what's beyond the surface of mental health, root causes of addiction, and more. Most importantly, we'll explore the solutions and treatments to get you back on track. Recovery Radio. New episodes are available every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle. The Voice America interactive radio player powered by Aircast gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for your iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play. This is the A to Z of sex, featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey everyone, welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And this week I have Hardy Haberman with me. We are doing I is for impact play and this is our last segment. And before the break, we were talking about the various things you can revert into impact toys in your home. Yeah, pretty much anything. <laughs> we we used to have a uh, hardware store here in Dallas that uh, was always visited by the kink folks. And uh, it got to the point where you'd go down the aisles and the, the people who ran the store would say, oh, have you seen this? <laughs> you know, and start showing us things that could be used for, you know, perverted into, into other things. They had a lot of clips and clamps there that I was particularly fond of, but that's a whole different. Oh, yeah, different, that's a different show. <laughs> different show, yeah. Um, one of the things that I think uh, is worth bringing up is that for some people who have experienced um, either uh, corporal punishment as a child 
or extreme corporal punishment as a child that was more abusive, impact play can be incredibly cathartic. It can be difficult. Um, that doesn't mean that people won't do it. I mean, a lot of times people will choose to, to, to do impact play in order to kind of change the feel of what they experienced when they were growing up. But in those situations, it's always worth knowing about that before you go into the scene. Yeah, you, you don't want to hit a landmine. Um, and and you, you need to kind of know where people are coming from. And that's part of your negotiation as you get to know the person. Even if it's pickup play, you need to know them pretty well. Um, like, for example, I, I like to do spankings. I hate getting a spanking. It makes me angry. Because when I was a kid, I didn't get them unless something really bad happened. And and in a lot of cases, my cousin, who we were like brothers, uh, would do something bad and then point to me and I would get blamed for it. So <laughs> I have a, a mixed uh, a history with spanking. But I love doing over-the-knee, you know, bare-ass spanking with somebody. To me, that's as about as sensual as it gets. And uh, if they're really into it, 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 there's a connection, you know. Mm-hmm. connection. I feel the same pain that you feel, only I feel it on my hand, you feel it on your butt or wherever I'm. Right. It, it is a nice gauge. Uh, you know, if my hand's getting worn out and hurts a lot, I know for a fact that your ass hurts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of a dual-edged sword. And and I get the endorphin rush out of it as well. So, you know, not just from that, but it's just a, it's a, it's a connection, a nice connection. It's really intimate. And I think, you know, so sometimes, I mean, I've always said that I can find that quite difficult because of how intimate it is, you know, depending on who I'm playing with. Um, And and belts are a thing for me. Um, I was hit with a belt when I was a kid, but only twice. Um, But I have a memory of both of them, a very clear memory of both of them, though I was very little. Um, And it was, you know, was something that was passed down. Um, And so, um, my mom's told my father, no, don't do that. We're not going to, we're not going to do that. And so he never did it again. So I have this really kind of interesting relationship with belts, but it's a really hot tool for me. Yeah. I've got, but I've got a friend. It's really hard like, to take. It's like belts are his thing. Uh, he, he loves belts. He's made floggers out of belts. I mean, it's like his fetish as well as his, his, his passion. And, uh, and he does bondage with belts. So he does bondage with belts and then gets beat with a belt, which I think is a really interesting combination. So I was, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask about was like some of the more unusual tools, things like Shambox. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I don't use those. Uh, they're, they're very unusual. And those are meant to hurt a whole lot. They do. Uh, if you don't really know what you're doing with them, you can damage somebody very, very badly. It's like the same kind of canes they use in in the in for corporal punishment in in Southeast Asia. Uh, they may be a great fantasy, but you don't want to have that used on you because that's um, great. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've I've had a shambok on my butt. It, it, okay. it, it um, yeah, it hurts. Yeah, <laughs> it's it not hurts something a for a long time. It's like one, two, or three of them, and that's it. You're over. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They're now, really intense. Yeah. Now, now other, you know, the, there's some new stuff that people have come up with. It's kind of fun. Uh, we talked about earlier the carbon fiber. Uh, they make these little rods, these little carbon fiber rods, and they, they're flexible. So you can just snap them against somebody. And it's a really lazy top toy. And it has a really great effect. <laughs> yeah. They sting like fuck. Excuse me, yeah. but they do. <laughs> I hate those little stingy things, you know, and rubber bands. Oh God, rubber bands. That's no, that's, that's a red for me. That's just too nasty. (laughs) But you know, the other, the other, on the other end of it is uh, uh, I've seen people making paddles out of fire hoses, which is really kind of cool. You know, they'll double it over and use it as a paddle. And that stuff is great because the fire hose has got metal inside it. So it's Ah. really, really heavy. You know, it's got a metal mesh that, that keeps it together. So they, they will lift you up off the floor. Oh my God. And they make this whop when you hit, cause they, you know, they're hollow. So they make that sound. It's, it's, it's very impactful. Should we say? <laughs> yes. But that's the other thing we didn't talk about, which is also cool to talk about, which is the sounds are, are a big part of impact play. Oh yeah. The sound of a flogger hitting somebody or that your hands, you know, that, that sound is just, is wonderful. Especially if it's followed by a, 
a moan or a groan or a scream or whatever. Cause that's, to me, that's the music of the dungeon. You know, that's the, the sounds that, that turn me on is somebody experiencing it and having, you know, not, not somebody experiencing agonizing pain that they don't want. You can tell the difference in them. Yeah. It's obvious. It's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a seductive sound. And yeah, absolutely. So we, um, I've got to thank you for joining me. We're a few minutes before the end. I'd like you to give you the opportunity to tell people where can they find you? Well, uh, you can find me on Facebook at Hardy Haberman. Uh, and you can find me on uh, uh, FetLife at Hardy H. And if you go to WoodhallFoundation.org, which is the foundation I work with, uh, there's a contact link on there as well. And uh, I just got to get in a quick plug for Woodhall. Go for it. Our whole reason to be is that we believe that sexual freedom is a basic human right. And that's what we base all our work on. So we're out there advocating for good sex education, for kinky folk for trans rights, for sex worker rights. And that's really, really the work that I do. Fantastic. So um, do pay attention to what they're doing. And if you can give, give of time, give of money, give of energy, because it's a really important cause for all of us. You bet. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's very, very important. We're, we're fighting FOSTA-SESTA right now in the courts, uh, which is that really bad law that was supposedly put in place to save, you know, sex trafficking. And what it really does is it just makes it difficult for, uh, for everybody. Uh, it's a bad, it's a bad law. Um, and so if you're, if you're so disposed, go to woodallfoundation.org and pledge as little as $5 a month. See, it's just like in NPR. It's like national public radio. You can just give a continuing pledge and it, it helps, helps us do our work. That would be brilliant. Um, guys, next week, the letter will be J. Don't forget that if you want to get access to me monthly, you can join my members group on Patreon, and that gets you access to two live Q&As a month and a whole bunch of content and is probably the most and definitely the most cost-effective way of getting access to me. If you want some one-to-one access, go ahead and sign up for one of my 30-minute free sessions by going to bit.ly forward slash 30 minutes Dr. Lori Beth. I'm looking forward to seeing you all next week. I hope you have a good week. Don't forget to write in with your questions to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com and I will read out answers on the show. And also, please, um, if you've got a suggestion for somebody to be on the show or for a show that you would like to hear, do email me at lauribeth at drloribethbisbee.com and we will take your suggestions. We've already done it a few times. Don't get left out. Make your voice heard. Have a brilliant week. Keep yourself safe and have lots of fun. We hope you learned something today. But if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to Lori Beth at drlaurybethbisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of The A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on Voice America Health and Wellness. See you next week. Thank you.